the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I am Danny Smith alongside my good friend, Ben South. As always, we're excited to uh, be with you today, wherever you are listening at. And Ben, how are you this morning? We are doing well. We got back in town. We were able to take a few days of vacation with our family, so it's good to be kind of back in the saddle doing things in ministry again. But it was good to be away, good to be back, and I'm glad to be heading into Easter when we're recording uh, this episode. Yeah, it's hard to believe that, A, we're staring Easter down, and then... Yeah, we were gone uh, for about a week as well, um, catching up with some family and some partner development and stuff like that. So definitely good to be back in the saddle. It's kind of funny here because we had this really mild weather, um, just really nice. You know, in fact, uh, we were kind of commenting, at least here in Wyoming, how green the grass was already. And it has snowed every day for the last three or four days, which, to be fair compared to what you've had the last couple of days, I will take the cold and the snow because uh, you guys have gotten pounded down that way. We have had some extensive storms. We're right in the middle of it right now as you're recording. It's, you know, tornado sirens may go off while we're recording. So we'll just, if I duck and cover and run away, that's, right. that's what's going on. <laughs> if I go into a really weird monologue, just know Ben is not on the other side of the microphone. So uh, I will start uh, waxing eloquent about Braves baseball or Bulldog football or something and relate it back to chair two ministry somehow. Well, this week, Danny, let's let's talk about conferences. Uh, it's getting to that time of year where maybe you've come off of a couple of conferences or you've seen some options for sure. If you're in ministry, I know you've got emails or mailings about a plethora of conferences that you could go to. I'm leaving in a next week or so with uh, some of our other pastors to a conference. Then our whole staff is going to one in about a month. And then there's conferences around um, associational meetings or uh, annual meetings for denominations. And let's talk about the importance and how do we choose and, and why should we go or even should we go to these conferences? Yeah, honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of ministry has been the ability to go to these different conferences over the year. And, and I think you hit on something well there that it's not always, you know, maybe flying to another state, to another city, uh, to something big. Just even over the years, I can count um, just some of those local, uh, maybe local association type conferences, or I know there in Arkansas, things like a, a state evangelism conference that were always just a real blessing. And um, over the years, just being able to be a part of those. And what I found being is for me, um, those conferences did a couple of things. One, it was nice to get away for just a little bit, even if it was just for a day. Um, it was always good to see guys like yourself and others that sometimes we don't always get to, you know, see each other in person. So that day or two or three or whatever it may be. And then, you know, obviously you're hoping the content of those conferences are, are something that a can challenge you where you can grow, but also something maybe that you can bring back and encourage and, and, and help leaders in your ministry as well. So Ben, you mentioned you're, you're heading out next week. So um, what does the process look like for you uh, and, and here's why I ask that. I'm sort of at a stage right now where 
for me, conferences are kind of on the side burner for right now, just because of the nature of um, this church planting uh, endeavor that we're in um, bivocationally. So for me, I'm kind of already planning for next year. Uh, but for you, uh, you've got those couple of things coming up, uh, potentially maybe even a convention coming up. What, what does that look like for you? Over the years, what have you kind of set as some criteria for, I'd really like to be a part of that one? Well, I think first you have to look at, okay, what's the purpose of the conference? And and maybe even but step it back a little bit before you choose the conference. What do I need in ministry? Do I really need encouragement? Because there are some conferences that are more, um, you know, it's just a, like a preaching, a pastor's type conference where it's just an encouragement and, and you just get that extra fuel you need for ministry. There have been some some of those and I've been to and, and still go to. Matter of fact, the one I'm going to next week is is one that's going to be serve more of as encouragement. And we need those type things in ministry uh, because you kind of get in the day-to-day routine of things. And you just need something that will breathe some fresh air, some fresh life into you from time to time. So I would encourage you to look back and say, okay, what do I need in ministry? Do I just need encouragement? Or maybe I need some training in some practical skills areas. Because there are conferences that are available for that. I know there are several that are educational, uh, that are like for Christian educators. And they will work on Christian education issues. There are youth ministry conferences. There are music conferences that deal with specific ministry areas. And maybe you need some training or help or encouragement or some resources in a specific a task in a specific responsibility area and you just need something to help you get maybe over the next hurdle in one of those. So look at what you need in ministry. Are you needing encouragement? Are you needing some help with a specific task? Uh, maybe you're just needing to get away with your team. And so really the content's not as important as the time. Maybe you're just needing time away to kind of catch your breath, get your bearings. And, and so the content, while this sounds maybe irresponsible or maybe irreligious, maybe the content doesn't matter as much as just having that time away. So I think you kind of have to look back, what do I need? Well, so then I look and say, okay, here's what I need in ministry in this season. Well, here's the the budget that is available for that. Now, I'm blessed to be of a church that, that sets aside a part of the budget every year to fund conferences and, and to encourages us to go as part of our ongoing training and education. They encourage us to do that. Um, so I look at what the budget is, what the cost is, because a lot of these conferences really are expensive to go to. It can be expensive, especially when you consider conference registration plus travel plus lodging. And, and most of the larger conferences tend to be in cities and downtown areas where lodging is more expensive and food is more expensive and parking is more expensive. So you have to add all those up and look at what's the best opportunity for you. So that I, I kind of just start saying, okay, what do I need in this season? I have a couple of conferences I try to hit every other year or so. Um, and then I'll look and say, okay, this is a one-time thing. This would be a really good, helpful conference that's come up that's dealing with this specific issue. And that's going to be one that we need in our church, in our ministry. So yeah, I'm going to make effort to do that one this time. I, I think you back up and say, what do we need is the first thing uh, for a conference. And then what is out there that's available for that? Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think figuring out what you need is a 
just a great piece of advice to say, because, you know, there, there's a conference for everything, right? You can find conferences are a dime a dozen. And so I think you hit on something there, uh, figuring out what you need in ministry. And so uh, for someone like you, Ben, you've got a multi-staff church and a lot of you guys have worked together. And at least from my observance of your interactions together as a staff, many of you guys seem to be on the same page more times than not. Uh, about maybe um, what conferences y'all kind of look at. Um, I'm thinking uh, of your children's minister who I've seen at the Orange Conference a few times. And then I'm thinking of you and one of your associate pastors that looks at um, maybe, a, a, you know, something like a T4G or something like that. So there's, there's nuances there, but y'all tend to see. So I say all that to say, let's think about someone who maybe is the only chair two leader. Maybe it's a, a, a pastor and a youth pastor, a pastor and an associate pastor of some type, maybe even bring in the bivocational role. Figuring out what you need in that season is key. And so do you talk to other pastors, for example, when you came across a specific conference that you like to go to and man, that just kind of registered in your mind. So figuring out what you need in ministry, sometimes you think, okay, uh, what conference is out there? Like, how does that communication with other ministers help you figure out that question, that kind of beginning point? Yeah, I think when you start looking at what are you going to do, where are you going to go, when are you going to go, you have to look at all the different scenarios. There's a lot of things that go into it. Is the timing right? Is the, uh, based upon our ministry at our church, what's going on in our life, can we even make it work? Um, and then I think you can get some advice from others maybe who have been to that conference before say, is this going to help me in this area? Hey, maybe we're needing help with our implementation of security policies in our children's ministry. Is this a conference? Talk to someone who's been there and ask, is this a conference that's going to help me be able to do this well? Or is there something else that's going to be able to do that? Uh, so, so look at that and, and then look at this research, look at you know, who has been, find some people who've been to that conference before, look at the body of work from that ministry. Is it worth the time and effort? Do they do things well? Is Can I trust that this is going to be worth my investment of resources and my time and just energy to be away for that? I have been to a couple of conferences that I came away and I was like, mm, I probably should have just stayed home. Now, most of the time, there's always some nugget of good, helpful um, either encouragement or ministry advice that's been useful and made it worthwhile. But it's not always the case. So I think you just have to be careful. Talk to others. Talk to your other staff. If you have other staff on on staff at the church with you, uh, talk to other ministers around. See where they've gone, what's been helpful to them at maybe those stages. Find a local person that you can go talk to and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. Think about going to XYZ conference. Have you ever been to it? What was good? What was helpful? Is it worth my time? Yeah, I think it's always good, uh, you know, to ask those questions. And, you know, I even think about uh, for us, you know, associated with like the SBC work. I know sometimes our state convention, um, you mentioned the phrase security, you know, like a security conference or something. Sometimes you can find some of those local things because you mentioned budget. So if if you could find some of those local things that might free you up to choose conferences based on some other ministry needs. Because again, most people have limited budget, limited time, you know, by, and we've talked about budgeting, we've talked about planning, we've talked about vacation. So it's not always feasible to hit 
two or three conferences a year and take vacation a year and all this stuff. So look out and see, is there something locally or within your state uh, network of churches that you think, hey, here's the security aspect that maybe I'm looking for. And again, I'm just using that because you mentioned it. But hey, here's one over in this other state that I think just spiritually that I need. Uh, you know, I grew up in a very much of a uh, camp meeting sort of uh, Baptist background. And so most of the conferences that I went to early on was just who can preach the loudest and the hardest for three straight days. Uh, in fact, you I don't know if you ever did this, Ben, or not. We had a thing growing up. And I mean, as a kid, I can remember this. Uh, it was called a watch night service. Do you remember these? Uh, New Year's Eve, you'd start about a seven. Those. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so now I'll look back and go. Okay, I can't believe we did that. But, uh, you know, there's so many options that layering it can be a way to say, hey, there's some local stuff. There's some stuff I can even do with my church or my my network of churches. But just trying to discern where you're at is a huge part of it. You're right. That that's one of those things. Do you don't don't think that you have to have this big budget to be able to go to all the big name conferences? There are tons. Uh, most likely, where you are in your state, there are some local resources. There are state conventions, state associations, are are hosting and doing that will be helpful to you. That'll be very uh, accessible as far as cost. You won't have to travel as far. Usually they're just a one-day thing. You might go that morning, come back that night. You don't have to worry with hotels. So take advantage of those. Make sure that you're utilizing all those local resources, especially if you think, well, I don't have the money or the funding to go to these big events. I know a lot of states even do uh, those kind of events on Saturdays so that those bivocational part-time leaders could go to those things and not have to miss work because I understand that not everyone is in a full-time vocational ministry position. So make sure you're doing those, utilizing those type of conferences that'll open your eyes and there's people there then who can show you, hey, this other one would be a good place for you if you're dealing with this issue. It would increase your uh, connections, your network, so that you can um, be in touch with others and know which conferences are a good one for you. Well, Ben, let me let me ask you this. So uh, let's say you are traveling. All right. It's going to be a conference that's not a local thing, not a state convention thing or network thing. You, you're traveling sort of like you're doing next week, sort of like your staff's doing in a couple of weeks. I, I have been to conferences alone, but I always tend to enjoy those when I go with someone. So talk about that benefit of trying to plan this uh, for maybe yourself and some other ministers to go to together. I know a couple of years ago, um, this was again, right before COVID hit myself and two other pastors. Um, I was fairly new to the association. So I didn't know these two guys as well. We had met up a few times um, and we had identified a conference that we really wanted to go to in the fall. So we started thinking, okay, how do we present this to our churches? Uh, we're all three at kind of smaller churches at that point. And so honestly, the great joy I've had in conferences over the year, uh, years is when I can go with people. And, um, and so talk about that benefit. What, what does that look like when you try to get together with people? The truth is you're going to get more out of the conference if you don't go by yourself. And there's several reasons. One, you're going to be able to go to more conferences because you can help share expenses. You can share the driving, you can share hotel rooms, you know, those kind of things. You're going to get 
be able to do more because you can divide the costs. Second, one, you just got somebody you can bounce ideas off of. When you hear something in the session that you can, did you hear that? You're just going to hear it better if you're there with someone else who's along with it. Not to mention, you're going to be encouraged by the drive. Uh, if you're driving to that conference or the traveling together because you can encourage one another, you can talk ministry. On the way back, you can talk about the different conference ideas, different ways to apply that. Over, I, I know most of the conferences we go to, over dinner afterwards when we dissect what has just been talked about is one of those times when we can really start to, okay, how do we apply this into our local contexts? So if you're looking at going somewhere, try to find someone who'll go with you. I would encourage you to do that. You'll enjoy it more. You'll have somebody to hang out with, especially if there's an exhibition hall. You can walk with somebody. You're not just having to wander around aimlessly by yourself like a lost little puppy. Uh, find somebody to go with, hang out with. Uh, you will enjoy the conference a lot more. Now, here's something I would also say. I think sometimes some charity people tend to get pigeonholed and we say, hey, we are just going to go to this youth minister's conference. We're just going to go to this music minister's conference. Don't do that. Go to even some that maybe aren't targeted specifically for you. Um, go to some that maybe are just labeled as pastor's conferences. There are going to be things there you will benefit from and can use, even though it may not be targeted specifically for you as a education minister or a student minister or college minister or whatever position you're in. Go to conferences, go to trainings from a wide net. Kind of gather information, get things from a lot of places. And you'll be better prepared. It'll help feed you and grow you in ministry more if you're going out to different types of conferences. Yeah, and I would even apply that over to maybe you're a chair one leader listening to this. Go to that children's conference with your children's pastor. Better understand the complexities of what that ministry is facing. So I think that's really um, some good advice to take and uh, super helpful. Yeah. You know, over the years, conferences have been such a benefit to so many. And uh, yeah, if you can figure out why you need it, all right, what season are you in? And then maybe trying to pair that with people to go with such a benefit to our soul, such a benefit to our church and our ministry. So Ben, let's now turn just for a minute to uh, the actual planning of it. Um, sometimes people, like you brought it up earlier, sometimes you're choosing that conference that is a bit pricier. There's registration. Um, you know, I'm thinking even like our Southern Baptist Convention this year is in Anaheim, California. So for a lot of churches, you know, you're just, if that, if that conference is on, you know, June 1st or June 5th or whatever it is, you can't start planning May 31st. You, you've got to um, really put some time and thought. So how far out do you start looking at a calendar for some conferences? Now, I know, again, sometimes you don't get the state convention calendar early or you don't get your network of churches early. Um, you know, sometimes by vocational work, you're just hoping that you can remember the Sunday sermon coming up. So thinking about these conferences, what are what are perhaps some some just best practices to look ahead um, to try to plan those well. Well, I think you've always got those that are kind of the annual conferences, pastors' conferences that you can go to around annual meetings, state meetings, national meetings. Um, they're always going to be a day or two before, and after, so you can kind of plan those and that, know when those are going to be. And I think those are well worth the effort to go to, even if you can't make it to all of it. 
Uh, but then you have other conferences. You kind of look at a schedule. Like I've gone to the Together for the Gospel conference a couple of times. Well, that's one that you know it's going to happen the in April every other year. Uh, so you can kind of plan and save and kind of, okay, look ahead and know, hey, it's coming in uh, these years. There's some other conferences that kind of have that schedule. So you can kind of look and see. And they'll, they're out there. You can post. You can Google it. Um, one of the assignments I give my students at the college in one of the classes in, in church leadership is I have them just go research. This assignment is just a list of all these different ministry resource things I want them to find just so they learn how to get out there and find those things. And one of those is to list five or six ministry conferences you think would be interesting to go to as a leader. And, and so they're out there. If you just search and look and there's good stuff. So just if you just look, it, it'll be out there. Probably if you look in your mail, you're going to find out information <laughs> because there's going to be advertisement because they're pushing these conferences. So I would just, just kind of look and see, and as I said earlier, do the research. Is this something that's going to be helpful for where I am and what I need in ministry right now? But you do have to look down the road. You'll see a lot of these conferences kind of come in those seasons when typically ministry slower. You see a lot in January, February. You'll see some in this after Easter before summer and then some in the fall. That, that's when the majority of those conferences tend to be. So you just kind of look for them and, and just plan out and say, okay, here's what we've got going on. You know, it's probably not best to plan a conference the week of Bible school uh, and be gone that week if you're a children's minister especially. So just look ahead, do some planning, research, look, and just listen and, and be observant and you'll be helpful. You know, probably the underrated aspect of choosing a good conference is what this generation or maybe this generation before has said is swag, stuff we all get, finding the right conferences that give away the good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's um, no doubt over the years, not only talking with people about what you heard and how it's helpful, sometimes walking away with a bag that has just a couple of free resources in it, maybe a t-shirt. I don't know why it is at my age. I still like a free t-shirt, but I do. And I will still give my email for a chance to win an iPad that I will never win if there's a free coffee cup on the line. And so you just, you, you never want to forget that aspect of a good conference. Yeah. Are the, uh, it's the stuff that everybody gets. Well, maybe that's the, the best part of it, but even if you don't get anything else, maybe you get the swag. That's so, right. <laughs> here's one last thing I would say about conferences, before, and I don't know if I have anything else to add, is just because you don't think you're going to get anything out of it doesn't mean you won't. Um, I, I really think conferences are one of those things we have to use what my pastor has always called the T-bone philosophy. You, you know, If you eat a T-bone, it's a good steak, but you eat the steak and you throw away the bone. So learn what's the meat there and throw away the other stuff. Because there's going to be, especially if you go into specific ministry training conferences, learn what the meat is and throw away the bone. Don't go into it thinking, I've got to believe and accept and, and think everything that they say is right for my context. But take the meat out of it. What can you use? What can you apply? We're going as a team um, to a conference here in a month or two. Our, our whole pastoral staff is going if I'm honest, it's probably not one I would have chosen to go to. But I'm going into it with this attitude. There's two things. One, there's going to be some good stuff I can get out of it and apply. But two, it's also going to be good because our whole team is going to be there. That's going to be the most valuable part 
for us is the whole team being there. And this was one that was fairly affordable, and, and we could do it on with all of us going. We found some good rates and travel costs, so we were able to do it fairly cost-effectively. So the benefit is there's going to be some content that I'm going to be able to use, but more than that, I'm going to be able to do this with our ministry team. So there's that value that's independent from the conference, but the conference is allowing us to experience that. So don't neglect that aspect of the training of the conference in just that team building exercise of you all doing something together. Well, conferences can be a great help, and we hope that you will be able to find some conferences, uh, whether at your local level or nationally, that will challenge you, will help you, encourage you. Um, Ben's a great resource I have found over the, the last couple of years of uh, some conferences that I didn't even know about. And I'm like, hey, I want to check that out because I heard uh, Ben mention it, even if you didn't go to it, Ben, I know you've talked about some some other conferences before. So uh, reach out to us. We'd be glad to uh, to help you find something uh, in your area or some ministers or networks in your area. But we always appreciate you listening uh, to uh, Chair 2 Leaders. Uh, ben, Great insight today and some good stuff coming up in the next few weeks on the old podcast. So, yes, that's absolutely – there's some great stuff coming up. I do have a question for you, though, before we – Okay. Get, All right. Swag. No, I've never slapped anybody on stage <laughs> at a convention. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, yeah, I, I debated whether – it's probably too soon. Probably so. So, conference swag. What's your favorite piece of conference swag you have ever gotten? You know, randomly, I, I will say two things because I, I happen to think about this when we were talking about swag. So uh, I got this really nice – I'm sort of a new-to-coffee uh, person. And when I say new-to-coffee, coffee snobs don't kill me, but I, I don't really care what the brand is. I still just like a good cup of coffee. And But I got this really nice campfire cup, which I know that's very minor, but I, I really – like I won't let my kids use it, you know, this hands off, can't drink water out of that. So that's one. Okay. And then the other is I went to a conference in Washington state and I got a really nice fitted hat out of it. And I've always been sort of a hat guy. And so, yeah, those are minor, obviously I'm easily, uh, you know, entertained, but yeah, those two things, have always been good. What about you? A good coffee cup is hard to beat, especially if it's an insulated one or, or yes, it is really nice absolutely or a stoneware mug. It's not just your plain old ceramic. Absolutely. Uh, but I've gotten one. I got a hammock, one of those the, the nice outdoor hammocks. Oh yeah, that is and good. Then, and then really, probably the best ever though, practical that I used is when we went to the convention a few years ago. Uh, Nam the North American Mission Board gave out backpacks uh, at their luncheon, and I still. Yes use that every day it's one of the best backpacks i've ever had and yeah. i'll be sad when this one's not usable anymore but i also at one conference won a stack and i just kind of signed up for one of those things you know the random as you talked about i'll sign up to win anything i got i was like the last person before the drawing and i ended up winning like a stack of 40 puritan paperback books oh wow and oh I wow just, i didn't even know i was really what i was registering for and so Hopefully you um, didn't fly to that one because that's uh, I did not gonna... fly. I did not fly. <laughs> so, but it was that was a good one. I've been reading through some of those, but that was probably the best win. Yeah, I've gotten. So it was a couple hundred dollar value at least. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, good. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, and we'll do it another time. But there's always the box to lunch aspect to a conference. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. What's the best ones? And I don't know that, that there is a good one. 
Yeah, but, that's true. <laughs> you know, but if it's not Chick-fil-A, it's not good. So That's right. <laughs> so, well, thanks for joining us on Charity Leaders this week. We hope you have a great one, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.